Statues can move. <laughs> And you're right, they can't. When you're looking. New York is policed by angels. Every time you try to escape, you get zapped back in time. The city that never sleeps. The angels will come. And I think they're coming for you. Placing someone back in time creates time energy. And that is what the angels feed on. What the hell are you doing? Any ideas? Run. Doctor Who, Series 7, Episode 5. The Angels Take Manhattan. I'm Caleb Woodbridge. I'm Sarah Burrow. And welcome to our spoiler-free speculation. Yeah, it's not even a preview, because <laughs> we don't have a preview of the episode this week. And we don't know anything about it. <laughs> um, uh, well, I've, I've been trying to avoid spoilers, but I've picked up a few um, bits and pieces, probably slightly uh, more, but I've tried to steer clear of yeah. major revelations. Yeah, so we're just going to witter on. If you're one of those people who has uh, hunted out um, spoilers for the episodes, and you can probably point and laugh at our guesswork. And yeah. but uh, yeah, please don't uh, post those spoilers in the comments on this or anywhere else on Impossible Podcast because we don't want to be spoiled before watching the episode on Saturday, and I'm sure some of our other listeners do. Uh, but again, yeah, feel free to point and laugh um, how wrong we are. <laughs> but uh, I, I, yeah, I've avoided most. I haven't really. Mm. I know what's in the trailer and I know you know the, the sort of blurb for the episode um but that's about it so uh... so what do we know that's in um that's widely announced uh, the angels are back yes the weeping angels <laughs> and it's in Manhattan in Manhattan. and supposedly in the title <laughs> yes supposedly somebody's supposed to die has Moffat, Moffat said specifically one of the ponds are going to die um not specifically, I don't think, but he said that um, somebody's going to die and this time he means it. I'll just try and find the exact mm. uh, quote. Given that um, various Doctor Who um, showrunners, uh, well, Stephen Moffat and Russell T. Davies both made these kinds of statements before. And yeah. um, notably the Doctor's the death, death in inverted commas, yeah. Last series. Um, so I wouldn't take that too seriously. No. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a death. I would be very surprised if it's a fatal death. Uh, yes. Well, it, it, Rory has already died exactly. several times, hasn't he? So, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've said this on the podcast before. I get When I start deciding who he's going to kill, of the two, mm. if he's going to kill one of the two ponds, I get to the same problem I got when I tried to decide if J.K. Rowling was going to ki- kill Harry Potter in the last book. You start thinking, well, she can't possibly kill him, and then you think, but, but what if she's trying to prove you wrong so she does kill him? And then what if she knows mm. she, you know, she's trying to prove you wrong, and then she doesn't, ki- and it, it all gets very confusing. So, and you start doing that with Rory. She, he's already killed Rory on a number of occasions. Mm. So, 
we assume, well, maybe he's going to kill Rory again, but then, well, Weddy's maybe he's trying to surprise us and kill Amy instead, but then, again, we're intelligent enough to work that out, so he's... Hmm. And, and it all just gets very confusing. Oh, this is quite amusing. Uh, Google auto-predict if you type in Stephen Moffat, as well as the obvious Stephen Moffat, Sherlock, Stephen Moffat, Doctor Who, also has Stephen Moffat, sexist, and Stephen Moffat, ruined Doctor Who. Is, oh, dear. Uh, some of the <laughs> auto-complete suggestions. That's not so good um, for him. Now, Stephen Moffat has left Twitter recently. He has. Which caused something of a consternation, just because his, well... Um, his wife tweeted that it was because it was becoming uh, too much of a distraction, but uh, there's something of an issue about, um, let's just say that not everyone is terribly civil no, um, no. in their disapproval or disagreement mm. uh, on Twitter, and this may have been a contributing factor. Let's hope not, but having seen some of the stuff that gets thrown around on Twitter. Yeah. Um, not just, I don't like this, but uh, saying that uh, certain writers or figures on Twitter, you get the so-called trolls, mm. um, as people are calling them these days, uh, yeah. um, uh, really being quite nasty and abusive. So hopefully that wasn't what drove mm. him off. Absolutely. Yeah, there are rumours of him possibly just being a break and coming back, wasn't there? Yeah, hopefully so, because uh, mm. it's always uh, been fun to read what he has to say and his yeah, teasing there... hints. And... Yeah, there were a couple of people saying they missed that before, um, you know, before the airing of uh, the Power of Three last weekend. Yeah. Uh, oh, I found the exact quote from um, Stephen Moffat, uh, and it was not everyone gets out alive, and this time I mean it. So. Yes, that seems as if he is going to kill someone off, mm. but I don't know. And again, the, I mean, the trailer has, you know, Rory being the one in danger from the angels. So you think, well, evidently he's going to kill Rory. Mm. But you think, well, is that just clever? Misdirection. Yeah. And is he actually going to kill Amy? And then again, I'm in this spiralling, <laughs> I can't decide who he's going so, to kill. He's probably going to kill nobody. But, 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 but he knows that we know that he knows. Yeah, exactly. And it hurts my head. I'm already gonna. My head's gonna hurt enough in this because there's time jumping, and you know mm. my brain doesn't work very well with that. But having said that, I am very glad that the angels are returning to their time jumping ways mm. rather than just creeping up behind you and snapping your neck, which was a lot more boring, yeah, um, and not nearly as interesting. I'm wondering whether we might see a hark back to the girl who waited, and um, where you have Amy saying, "Older Amy and younger Amy," and you're going to tear apart um, time and space for a boy. Mm. Um, and uh, she's like, uh, hell yeah, it's Rory. <laughs> of course I am. Yeah. So I'm wondering whether uh, we will have perhaps Rory uh, die and then Amy being insistent on rewriting time mm. to save him or indeed vice versa in a nice mirror reversal. Yeah. Uh, it being as much about can time be rewritten to save someone's life mm. as anything else? Yeah. Because on the one hand, yeah, you've got the whole time can be rewritten rule, but then you've also got the basic requirement of drama that actions yeah. have consequences. So if you do actually kill someone off and then have it fixed by mm. time travel, um, 
then that then sets a precedent every week. Well, whenever someone dies, why doesn't the doctor just go back? And, yeah. Um, and uh, companions have died before. Yes. So not very often, as the doctor was keen to point out yeah. to Brian. Uh, but yeah, it has happened. Obviously, not not in New Who, obviously. But uh... no, and I think that's another thing is that Russell T Davies was. Uh, I think quite adamant that he wouldn't actually kill off a character because a companion, because as the viewer identification point, that mm. would be too much for yeah. <laughs> a family drama on a Saturday mm. night, which I'm not sure I agree with. I think it could be done and it could be done well, mm. but I think it would have to really justify itself and not just be a shock tactic Mm. Um, you'd have to handle it quite carefully because after all there are lots of kids (laughs) watching the show and uh, for all the adults who'd be like all the jaded fanboys Mm. who'd be like yeah cool I actually (laughs) killed someone you have to think of all uh, the six year olds who are like they killed Amy yeah I think there's a well given that the angels are the ones they're facing. I think there's a there's a good chance that this could end with Rory and Amy being left in time mm. elsewhere. Yeah, and that being the case, the trailer seems to su- suggest that the, the episode runs not runs in reverse, but that they see a future event mm. earlier in the episode, and we we are working up to that event. So almost a sort of episode contained time can be rewritten sort of thing. Yeah. And that, I mean, that would be enough of an ending. I mean, the problem is they did that with with Rose and that was supposed to be an ending. And of course, Rose came back. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that was because, yeah, she actively sought to come back, didn't she? I but... guess they could go down the route of, for some timey-wimey reason, because they get zapped back in time by the angels, they then can't travel with the Doctor and the TARDIS again mm. for, um, for some for reasons of plot, for yeah. reasons of emotional separation and so on. Um, but yeah, that does seem the kind of thing that they could quite easily get around in future if they wanted. The Doctor could just turn up on the mm. 50th anniversary and go, um, uh, hey, I've found this magical MacGuffin mm. of uh, anti-timey-wimeyness uh, yeah. that will allow you to... Uh, travel with me again, John, to lift back to Ledworth. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, I think that's, I mean, because there's got to be some neat way. I mean, oh, so, okay, so he, say that he killed one of them. Yeah. They are both leaving, so there's got to be some neat way that the other one decides categorically that that's it. Yeah. Um, Although and I think having it... the Doctor be uh, either directly or indirectly responsible for and their husband-wife's demise might be a good reason why they wouldn't want to ever see yes. him again. Which Very would be yeah. um, rather dark and heartbreaking. And yeah, sad. I don't think you'd be able to do the nice, neat ending. It's one thing doing an emotional, you know, the doctor, you know, tenant's doctor walks away from um, Catherine Tate's companion yeah. who knows nothing, and the heartfelt scene with Wilf and things like that. I think the angry you know, Rory and or Amy saying, I know, you know, mm. I hate you or something to that effect and saying, that's it. Doesn't wrap it up in that. It, it leaves you with a very sour taste in your mouth at the end of the episode, which is yeah. something they won't, 
I I don't think they'll do in a Doctor episode. No, I think they'll do even if it's a bittersweet ending. They will do a an uplifting ending of some description, and I think any amount of anger in that will will mean that they won't be able to do that. Mm. Another loose end I wondered about was uh, with the whole um, uh, New York setting. Is mm. that we know that um, River was regenerated as a toddler in New York, mm. and I'm wondering whether they might use that to tie up uh, so that Amy and Rory will end up bringing up Toddler River mm. somehow so that they get that childhood, they get that mm. sort of family happy ending somehow. Yeah. Um, how that would fit in and mm. stuff, I'm not quite sure, but I'm sure Stephen Moffat could work that in somehow. Mm. Other Rumour, theory, um, will the Statue of Liberty turn out <laughs> to be a giant weeping angel? Um, oh. um, is it a coincidence that it's both uh, set um, in New York, which has one of the most famous statues, statues in the world? Yeah. I I suspect not. It It could be very silly, but it could be quite fun as well. It would it would probably fit to their whole you know each episode being a sort of mini movie mm. quite big flashy style it would probably fit with that but yeah it could get a bit ridiculous and also um, you have the problem of rather a lot of people can see the Statue of Liberty yeah so unless well I don't know well yeah you do it with it being dark well it wouldn't even be dark it would never ever be completely dark would mm. it. That's why it doesn't move. So perhaps the angels are trying to kill everyone in New York to free the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> free the Statue of Liberty. Ah, <laughs> oh, you heard it here first, listeners. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so as you can tell, uh, we don't actually know what's going to happen in this episode, so we are making it up as we go along now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we it means we get to watch along with, uh, with yourselves at home on Saturday night. Um, and fear not, we will be back on Sunday with our, our full commentary of the episode. Um, yes. as well but for now you've uh, all you've got I'm afraid as I was rambling um, about large yeah. angel statue of liberty but uh, I, I think that's probably quite enough um, ridiculous speculation probably yes um, so last week was um, The Power of Three yes. which we quite liked I, I on a rewatch on Saturday I didn't like it quite as much I think I was feeling particularly generous when we did the commentary and I mm. said it was probably one of the best episodes I take that back. It probably isn't, but um, <laughs> because I've yeah You've watched seen it. Sense. Yes, I've seen Sense. Yes, uh, yeah, it's somewhere middling. It's not as bad as Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. Uh, yeah, I think parts of it are better than uh, than Asylum of the Daleks, and parts of it are worse. Mm. Pretty much the same with A Town Called Mercy, really. But uh, it for the most part of it, it was good. There was a lot of potential. It just all fell completely flat at the end. Yeah, but. Uh, we had a we had someone get in touch, didn't we? Yes, Mark Gorman. Um, another astute comment from him. Uh, Mark says this was a nice episode with a lot of really good moments between Amy, Rory, Brian, and the Doctor. I especially liked the whole scene between Amy and the Doctor along the water in London. But what I never really liked about the Russell T Davies era and didn't like about the Power of Three was the feeling of being cheated at the end of an otherwise good story by a rushed, somewhat contrived ending where everything was solved in a blink. Literally, I was shocked that within a few minutes everything was fixed, including people whose hearts had been stopped for minutes on end by the cubes. 
The episode was only 41 minutes in length, so the Doctor Who team had a good three or four added minutes to play with in this episode to really get the ending right and score a winning goal with this one. But the ball banged off the crossbar instead, and I so much wanted to shout goal. Next week, I have the sense that there'll be too many tears flowing uh, to shout much of anything. Yeah, I think that puts it well. It's a good summary of, I think... How we felt. Of yeah, the I think it was just a lot of a lot of missed potential, really. And mm. there's, I've read a few things. Um, there was an article on IO9 for one, who um, the author said, you know, it, it's very much reminiscent of RTD's stuff. Was was the power of three? And yeah, unfortunately, part of that was the the completely rushed ending. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, you either needed to have rejigged the entire episode and mm. uh, and done a, a decent ending, or you needed to have as we said on the commentary, split it into two, pretty much leave the episode as it was, but give you another episode in which you could have a could have had a decent resolution. You had a lot of, you know, characters who didn't come to anything. Mm. You know, the, the strange mouth people in Scrubs, they didn't, you know, kidnapping people, yeah. didn't come to anything. Speaking to a lot of people who'd watched it, you know, watched it on Saturday, they basically said, well, you know, for most of it, nothing happened. There was lots of nice running around for, you know, for people like us who, Quite happily see the doctor run around and mm. hide under Henry the Eighth bed, bed, but nothing actually happened in regards to the storyline for quite a lot of the episode, which meant you ran out of time to do anything useful <laughs> at the end of it. Yeah, I did like the idea of the doctor having to wait and be patient, but yes, mm. um, I don't think it integrated its elements well enough. So uh, the relationship stuff with mm. the main plot uh, it was as they said there was real life and there was doctor life mm. and I think the script also suffered from a bit of schizophrenia mm. it's interesting because it does seem to have been um, quite a short episode and I got the impression that even the pre-credits sequence might have been added later because mm. uh, it looked like it felt as if um, the bit where the doctor says um, invasion of the very small cubes that's new that um, could easily have gone yeah. into the titles there and the stuff before the actual pre-credits with the voiceover um, was a largely assembled from um, the uh, clips from other things mm. and also seemed to be done in much the same style and probably filmed at the same time as Pond Life yeah, I, I'm. So, I'm almost certain that in certainly in the opening scene, Amy looks like she's wearing a wig, and mm. there's a later scene later on that the the scene of the two of them in bed discussing going full time at work and and being a bridesmaid and things. I'm sure they've been shot after they finished the the bulk of the filming, yeah. and Amy'd evidently gone on to something else, either dyed her hair or cut her hair. I'm. It, it, I'm almost certain. I mean. It, it's not immediately obvious it's a wig, but I'm fairly certain it, it yeah. is. It's got that look, which, yeah, would seem to suggest that at least some of those opening scenes were, were filmed a lot later, maybe coinciding with the change in the in the episode title. Yeah. But we know that the the end scene, the one of going to the TARDIS, was the last scene that um, Arthur Darvill and Karen Gillan filmed with Matt Smith. Oh, right. Um, it was on the internet somewhere <laughs> that um that's the last as they go into the TARDIS with mm. Mark Williams in in front that's the last scene and apparently they all burst into tears 
once they stepped in through the TARDIS door. Because yeah. it was their last one filming oh. together. And of course, the only bit with, with regards to the change of the episode title from Cubed to The Power of Three, that's all voiceover stuff. So that yeah. could have all been done later without them filming. So Yeah, so curious. Yeah, I think I would have liked, I would have quite happily kept the episode we had, finished it where the cube either went to zero or opened, and done the rest in a second, mm. and done it in a two-part. Because I really liked all the running around, and like you said, I liked the bit where the Doctor had to be patient and stuff. Yeah. I think it was all fine, it was all interesting. I think it was just, it was unnecessary because you had that instead of a, a proper plot resolution. Yeah. And the... Um, Again, on io9, they said, you know, the episode wasn't about the invasion. It wasn't about the cubes. It was about the ponds mm. and the Doctor and with the nice added sort of commentary from Brian. Yeah. But even then, I don't think it really... There wasn't a clear sense of it going anywhere with that. No. Um, uh, it just spelled out what they've already been doing this series, that the ponds are... Uh, growing apart from the Doctor mm. and developing their own life. It it didn't really uh, add to that. Mm. And, no. yeah, it just seemed to uh, maintain the status quo. And I, I felt um, for it to really work in terms of the character stuff, it also needed to develop that and mm. actually tell a story with that. And it felt like it was just setting up the ending rather than mm. uh, setting things up for next week emotionally rather than telling a story in its own right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, no, I mean, it, it was, it, uh, it had quite a lot going for it, but yeah, the ending uh, <laughs> was somewhat lacking. So mm. I think that, that yeah. sums it up. Well, We've managed to talk for a good few minutes, yes, considering we, have. we uh, have nothing to say. Yes. <laughs> yep. But when has that ever stopped us? Good point. Um, so uh, we will be back um, later on in the weekend. So we'll be back probably about on Sunday with our commentary of uh, The Angels Take Manhattan. Yes. And don't forget uh, to check out those Moffat bingo cards. It's another oh, yes. Stephen Moffat script. So uh, you may, may well want to print those off and see mm. if you can get a complete row in this episode and uh, if any of our listeners are on twitter uh, myself and i assume james will be uh, tweeting our way through the episode again i will try and dig out my moffat bingo cards as well as um, opposed to boffett mingo yes which is what i nearly just said um and uh, yes be trying to do that as well as tweet as well as watch the episode for the first time um, and probably failing to do anything else <laughs> um so uh, but we will be back on sunday and don't forget to get in touch um, and let us know what you think after um, The Interstate Manhattan or on any of our other podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think. Thanks for listening. Bye. So see you at the weekend. You've been listening to The Impossible Podcast. For more Doctor Who commentaries, plus other science fiction and fantasy reviews and discussions, please visit our website, impossiblepodcasts.com, or search for us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Please follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or email us via impossiblepodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening! <laughs> <laughs>